Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you'd like to watch your podcast, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. We seriously use a lot of their products. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the cool labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whether you're looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, they have you covered. And, as if you needed another reason to buy your protein from them, they now have all sorts of these boosts that you can add to your protein. I'm actually reading this off of the recent protein tub that I ordered. Caramel Macchiato Whey Protein Isolate Microfiltrated with Probiotic Boost, Super Greens Boost, Multivitamin and Mineral, Essential Aminos Boost, and Lion's Mane Mushroom Boost. And it still tastes phenomenal. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in C-E-P-N in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. You won't regret it, and you will never have to question the quality of your supplements again. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social medias. You can reach us at RaisedOnTheRadioSTL at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a website where you can find all of our content. Head over to RaisedOnTheRadioSTL.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of this show, I am Colt Brocato, Patrick Blair and Zoomland as usual. We are joined today by Mr. Al Coretta. I think you're the first uh, person that's been on here twice now? Is that true? Or has Joel been on here twice? Joel, Joel's been twice. Maybe multiple. Either way. Yeah, either way. Either way. Either way. I'm, fla- either I'm way. flattered to be the second. Oh, okay. We have we have okay. a plaque for you. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> He'll give it to you as soon as so, he gets one of those dungeon hats, right? <laughs> so technically, I technically I co-hosted the first time. Yeah, you, you did. did. You were. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you did. So, and the ratings were through the roof, Colt. I just want to let you know. So, yeah, I, mean, I get it, dude. It's Al. Come on, you're fired, Colt. You're fired. <laughs> All right, that's good with me. Either way, I'm better than Joel. And okay. he knows it. Okay, well, yeah. Damn. Yeah. There's, Strong there's words. Strong words. Yeah. I'm calling you out. Hey, buddy. it's Joel's birthday today. It is, is it really? Yeah, have birthday, Joel. Oh, yeah, man. and I texted him. He didn't respond, the fucker. Nah, he's busy. Yeah, he's yeah. like, he's, uh, what, revamping a bus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, happy birthday, Joel. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I have a question. He's start- like 24 today, right? Uh-huh. He looks like it. Me too. Somehow. Yeah, me too. So I have a question starting out. Patrick, me and you have talked about in the past, uh, so this is music related. We've talked about in the past, like bands who have like a massive, strong following, like Tool and Deftones. And these bands that are like hardcore, this is my band and I will live by them, kind of. I listen, I heard a song today and I haven't heard this band in a while. And I don't know if we mentioned them on the podcast before, but I, I have a feeling you hate them. But I feel like every 43-year-old guy... In my head, every forty-three-year-old guy. Wait, who hates them? Before you, before you, you Patrick, go on this, Patrick. I me. think I think you hate them. Well, first of all, not forty-three, but thank you. Go on. No, no, <laughs> that, that's I'm not talking about you. I'm I'm okay. I'm telling you in my head. I feel like every forty-three-year-old guy who likes heavier music has this band's initials tattooed on them somewhere. Prefer probably Are you on going their to fingers. Eventually, tell us. Who I, it is. I was just curious if you would get it off of me just saying that. Uh, so initials, you said. Uh huh. Probably like across their knuckles. Uh. Nothing. Initials. Nothing. I, my my brain's not working on that one. Five Al, you got punch. something on that? Five finger no, man, death I punch. got. Oh, what? 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 Do you know a person with a five finger death punch I know, tattoo? I know a lot. Maybe it's because I live in a different place. Are than you me. serious? <laughs> I do. <Whoa>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect, because you know they're doing well. But Jesus, do you do you yeah. hate, do you hate Five Finger Death Punch? I no. I mean, I no, no, I don't. I've no. seen them live, and it was fun. I had a good time. Okay, like I, I you know, I genuinely watched their entire set, and I had a good time. Okay, the singer used to be in a band, and if we get to it, uh, if, if we talk about the uh, Sick New World Festival, I'll bring it up again. But the singer used to be in a band, and anytime. I meet someone that likes Five Finger Death Punch. I go, hey, you should go check out Moto Grader because it's Ivan, the singer of Five Finger Death Punch. It's his new metal band from the proper new metal days. And they were the shit. They okay. were the shit. So I like Moto Grader. Uh, so, yeah, I don't mind them. So, but no, I'm not like a fan. I don't even, I couldn't even name you two Five Finger Death Punch songs. Did they sound? If I heard one, I would know because that voice is very. Okay. Well, that, that was going to be my question. Like, did yeah. he sound like Five Finger Death Punch? Moto Grader? Yeah. Yes, but heavier. It was, it oh, okay. was more, it was heavier. It was, okay. it was cooler. Okay. But anyway, Al, are you a Five Finger Death Punch fan? No. <laughs> uh, but honestly, I, I honestly haven't given them, given them a fair shake. Yeah, me neither. Like, I mean, I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't want to say that I hate them or anything because, like, you know, I feel like it's the same kind of, um, issue that you know nickelback had for years where everybody's like yeah nickelback's the worst or something like i never hated nickelback yeah, i think that they i think that uh chad kroger's a great singer i think that um the songs are catchy i think that especially their newer stuff is like really hip and i'm i dig it i mean and they've been really consistent i mean i don't know the, anytime anybody tells me like hey you shouldn't like nickelback it's like okay great go write a hit like I exactly. you know, yeah. you, you know, and and, and I, I I suppose the same could be said about Five Finger Death Punch, but I I just I do enjoy the idea of Five Finger Death Punch being just like the new whipping boy of you know alt music in general. I think it's I think it's Imagine Dragons more so, but yeah, they're, they're definitely up there. Yeah, I mean Imagine Dragons I think is too 
is too poppy mainstream to have that to to take on that mantle. But yeah. um but yeah, I mean I have a buddy who like enjoys Five Finger Death Punch and I always give him shit. I always give him shit. Cause I'm like, there's always like some kind of meme is like dudes who like five finger death punch. And it's like, you know, the quintessential, whatever. Like, first of all, I need to actually point this out. Colt, if you actually know someone, if you know multiple people in your area who have five finger death punch tattoos of any kind, you need to find a new zip code, my guy. You need to find <laughs> yeah, a new yeah. zip code. That's dangerous territory, bro. <laughs> yeah. Hey, pa- Patrick's been to my house. He, he probably can vouch for me that it's probably... It's legit, right? I mean, we, yeah. we joke on this podcast about how he lives in the woods. No, no, no that's real. Like, it <laughs> is remote. Yeah, and I'm surprised that you could actually see the tattoos on their knuckles since they're usually dragged on the ground. They're pretty beat up, I bet. <laughs> Saw it coming. <laughs> As a softball. Yeah, I get Saw it. Saw it coming. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, sort of, yeah, five finger, like, the. <sighs> It's fun. You know, they're one of those bands where it's like, dude, but you got to ask yourself, like for those folks that do hate on them. And I know you said you give your buddy shit, but that's what we do to our friends. We break their balls. Right. You know, I give my friends a hard time for being Beatles fanatics, even though I like the Beatles, but it's like, Hey, calm down. All right. Calm down. But like, (laughs) you got to ask yourself is does five finger death punch really take themselves that seriously. You know what I mean? I think they've, 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 they've found a path. And they've done it well. They've executed well. They know what their fan base is. And it's a very specific fan base. Uh, I, I would venture to say that they go to a lot of carnivals and <laughs> things of that sort. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't hate them. Have I ever said I hate a band on this show, Colt? Truly. Hate. I use the word hate. No. I do hate Weezer. And I will stand by it. <laughs> I, don't I know think, Al I don't hates think me said, for that. I don't but, think you've said that I don't know. I don't but, hate you for that. Oh, okay. I don't think you... I, 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 I don't ahead. think you've really ever said that you hated any band. Okay. You've pretty much. I'm got, trying to get better about that. You well, know? you know, you've it's, kind of you know. taken the path of everybody likes what they like for the most part. Pretty sure you talked about like farting into a microphone or something at one point, And that could be somebody's favorite song ever. <laughs> I mean, it could. It's very possible. <laughs> yeah. With Nickelback too. That was an interesting one because again, I could, I could name you their hits, but like deep cuts, I have no idea. Yeah. I know people that know the deep cuts and when they introduced me and I actually listened to them, I was like, oh, shit. Uh, really talented dudes. I just always was like, they're Nickelback. They're, they're, the, they're the photograph band to me. Not that that's a terrible thing. But then when I met them, and I don't know if the, the two of you read that article I sent you about Nickelback. Yeah, yeah. It summed up how I felt when I met those guys. I was like, dude, these dudes are awesome. Like yeah. they're laughing at everybody right now. Yeah. Like they're laughing all the way to the bank. Like, and I think though the whole criticism of them was like they take themselves way too seriously because these songs are so melodramatic and like, you know, uh, the videos are very dramatic. But I think like, I think they're just normal dudes and they were just trying to do a thing and it got way bigger than they expected. And they're like, oh wait, now we know how to write hits, so we're gonna give you another one. Right. When you have that confidence of like, I've written a hit, like. I'm again coming from someone who has not written one. If I ever do, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be confident enough to be like, I'll give you number two or I'm going to get close. Yeah. And they figured that out, which is pretty awesome. But yeah, those dudes were super, super awesome. You think Rockstar's probably their biggest one, right? Uh, Probably not. You don't think so? Photograph probably bigger. Really? Yeah. 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 I'm going to go on 
If I go based on, on the uh, memes iTunes. alone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got a point there. But I remember when I remember seeing them at a point show. It was called the Point Fish Fry. I may have maybe have talked about this already, but they oh, were not the headliner. Three Doors Down was the headliner, but it was them. Three Doors Down, Pod, Mudvayne, Adema, and someone else. Someone else. But they were. I think they went. I think they went on right before Three Doors Down. And this is like right when How You Remind Me started popping on the radio, and they started getting some some buzz from that. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, like back then, I was like, something about this band just speaks normal guys. And that song was huge, like getting big at the time. So like to have like just that one hit that they had and seeing them on stage, I was like, these dudes seem pretty normal. You know, you got Mudvayne who's fucking still doing their makeup shit. And you got fucking, uh, you know, POD had their own thing and Edema. They're, you know, it was new metal mixed in with this these two butt rock bands. So it was very, it was very much like, for it was to the times, but I just remember thinking like, yeah, these dudes are super normal guys. They just wrote a hit song, and they're probably going to write another one. I still right. why why are they that band that everybody wants to be popular to hate? I don't I don't understand. Is it just because they make hits? I think it was just their success. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, they they like just rode a wave for so long, and I think they worked really hard for you know a good number of years to just keep that momentum going, and. You know, when you do that, I, I think it's just like oh, I'm tired of hearing about this band, or I'm tired of hearing them on the radio. It's just that fatigue of the person who's not like a crazy awesome fan to it, and then they're like, "Ah, these guys suck," and then it starts kind of going down downhill from there. Right. Is that at least that's what it seems like? And uh, yeah. shout out, shout out to Rockstar is actually the top song on iTunes. It looks like oh, shit. Yeah, and then how you remind me, and then photograph. Oh wow. Yeah, I, I think there was a common misconception too that they took themselves way serious. And uh from what I saw of them again, I met them in a proper meet and greet sort of backstage thing. So obviously you invite people backstage and you show up, you're gonna be nice. If you if you're a dick in one of those situations, God, you do suck and I would hate on you, but <laughs> they they were nice. They were they did not take themselves seriously. They were just nice guys. Yeah. You know, and I, I have met dudes, I'm a fucking Jane's Addiction. They did like a an acoustic performance, like intimate, like for like 15, 20 people before over their show at the pageant. And Dave wouldn't come out. Dave Navarro wouldn't come out and do it. Perry played guitar and sang, and what's the drummer of that band's name? Ah, fuck. Anyway, he played, you know, a little fucking hand drums or whatever, but Dave Navarro wouldn't come out and do it. It's like, huh. all right. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you. He was too busy waxing his uh, soul patch. <laughs> his eyebrows and soul patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, five finger death punch. Yeah, yeah. Those tattoos. What? I don't even know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying, trying to, to picture their tattoos. logo. It's yeah, but it's I'm trying bra- to picture their logo. It's brass knuckles. Oh no, God! <laughs> it is, yeah, it is. You're it, trying to make me hate on them. No, this dude, is bait. And look, I'm not going to take up, the look bait. Up, look up their logo. I swear, it's it's it it's the right brass now. knuckles, and then I'm pretty sure it has the FFDP in each finger hole of the brass knucks. Wow, it's beautiful. 
This is my. This <laughs> is gonna be my new. Uh, yeah, this is gonna be my new. Uh, you know, desktop background. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, anybody who goes to my cubicle, they see this. They know I mean business, but Jesus. So wait, my there's a golly. couple. There's a couple different versions of it. Oh really? So there's Isn't one with a skull or without the skull. I'm gonna uh, go skull. Yeah, I go skull. I think you have to in this instance. I'm gonna go sure. skull. There's another one where it's like a fist with a skull on Here it. Here it is. Nice. Oh, oh yeah. Got... Yeah. Oh, 5 FDP. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Are you going <laughs> to So you know you someone gonna... <laughs> that has this tattoo, huh? <laughs> Not that exact one, no, but mm. I do know I literally do know people who have the FFDP tattooed on them. I really may I Yikes. I really thought that was more popular than it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe in in those parts, but well, whatever. Here in civilization, we uh, we get Weezer tattoos. <laughs> yeah, pink triangle on your sleeve, bud. Yeah, <laughs> is that that's a thing? Like, do you, you know people that have done that? Oh, Weezer. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I was referencing one of the Weezer songs. Oh, okay, okay. Called I think it's called Pink Triangle. It's about you know. I met a girl, but she had a pink triangle tattoo, meaning she's gay. Gotcha. She's lesbian. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. That's okay. why it's like, that's the only reference to tattoo and Weezer I could come up with. <laughs> it was not great. I think I only know like two Weezer songs. I'm not going to lie. You probably know Hash Pipe uh-huh. and uh, Be- Beverly, Beverly Hills. Oh, Say Beverly It Hills. So, yeah. Buddy okay, Holly. So like three, four, okay, four. Sweater Song. Yeah. You probably know five really? or six, to yeah, be honest. I, yeah. Okay. Island in the Sun. Yeah. Yeah, for the guy that hates Weezer, he knows all of their catalog. I do. That's He's why. a liar. He's a liar. He likes them. He's a closet Weezer fan. He's especially hip to all the new stuff. He really likes all the new stuff. No, man. It's all about Pinkerton, bro. <laughs> oh, man. That is their album, right? Isn't that their second album? Uh, the one, think... one that all the, the hipster cool kids like. Like, we don't like the Blue album. We like Pinkerton. Pinkerton, I think, is the first album and i i you know i'm not like i think you're right that one of them is like you know is held some more high regard as the old school people like some people just like the first album i guess right it's like a thing i don't know i i've i learned these songs whenever i was a kid you know what i mean like so i have like kind of a special connection to it and it was like accessible to uh you know ninth grader learning guitar but, Didn't you play with us when we did that cover medley and we played "Say It Ain't So"? I'm sure. I mean, did but you, I've also yeah. I've also played "Say It Ain't So" in cover bands more times than you want to. I've I will ever want to again. You know, what I mean, I still do it with my, you know my brother and uh, Gerald in the shirts. That we is still their, play that song. That is their best song, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a great song. We, that song we, I do like. We do that like kind of like reggae breakdown though. We like it's all swamp. Oh, shit. Ding, ding, I like ding, it. Ding, yeah. Have, like has, have a... either of you played that on Rock Band? Because that is one of my favorite <laughs> songs on Rock Band. Uh, no, I've never. I'm actually terrible at Rock Band. Oh, really? Um, I can see why. I bet that's. I bet that's difficult to go from. Yeah, because well, especially musician. if it's like you're there's there's four notes, right, or whatever. However many, I think it's four, right, or it's five because you can stretch and get one more. It just never made sense to me, and like it's like I just I just would rather grab a guitar that's in yeah. front of me. But like all the people that I know who there's only like one or two people that I know who 
play guitar who are also good at guitar hero or all that stuff gerald yeah. is one of them of um, course of course yeah right <laughs> <laughs> um but that's the, the the funniest part is like you get these guys who you know can get a million points on guitar hero that couldn't play you know smoke on the water on a guitar to save their life right and it's like you practice so long to play with buttons just go get a guitar <laughs> man like you could have you could be Yngwie Malmsteen at this point like, <laughs> yeah. with how many hours you put in. We had, me and my roommates had the whole band set. So we had the drums, guitar, the microphone. So I was always like, somebody else play guitar. I, I'm not even attempting that bullshit. Yeah. I'll sing or play the drums and play the, play the drums poorly. But uh, that got really annoying because when you get a house full of drunks and you're trying to sleep and you hit, give someone a microphone at 2.30. Yeah. They're trying Somebody to just... fucking sing smells like teen spirit or whatever. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. It's like Why Mississippi Queen at 2 a.m. Oh like... God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. I'm getting flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. The worst. Whatever. That's you know, whenever we're all old and in retirement communities and like old folks' homes, they're gonna like bring out rock band as like the daily activity, and we're all gonna love it again. We'll be okay with it then, yeah. For yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, dude, I hear that you have a, or maybe a couple, couple of uh, riveting stories from when we were young. So please. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I guess just to, as a preface to the whole thing, uh, I had, I, I went to the first weekend of when we were young and it was pretty crazy. Uh, we flew in on Thursday uh, to hang out on Friday. We were going to try to see if we could get to one of the side shows on Friday night. And then Vegas, of course. Got to yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. We, the, let me first off. You've been to Vegas before, though, right? Yeah. And I yeah, that's what I hate it. That's I right. I remember you saying it. that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That Vegas, makes me so happy. Yeah, no. <laughs> because I Vegas, love Vegas, but it makes me happy that you put yourself through that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Vegas to me is a pile of dog shit covered oh, in hair so much. that I'm being it. forced to eat. You know what I mean? I like sniff that dog shit, dude. It's the worst, dude. Can I can um, I can I ask you, are you talking about like regular like regular Vegas or like Fremont? Like either one, you don't care for either? I'm talking about the whole damn county <laughs> at this point. Like I don't care. Like <laughs> I don't care. I just don't want to I don't want to be there. Like Okay. Um we we were really excited to go because we're like, hey, you know, we'll we'll stay pretty close. We're just gonna hang out at the hotel for the most part. There's some good places to eat, and we'll just keep it casual. You know, what hotel? We, um, we uh, we stayed at um, a it's place important. called the, the the Carriage House. We didn't stay at a casino hotel. Oh. This place doesn't well, have yeah. it. Oh no, and it's perfect for us because we don't want to be near that shit. <laughs> we just want to go to our room and go to sleep when we get back to the hotel. So like I don't want to have to shuffle through a million people and you know waitresses and have a mall beneath my hotel room, you know. Um, so yeah, we stayed at a place. Uh, it was probably quarter mile uh, where east of the strip, I think. Whatever. Okay. Um, and we're, we were really close to uh, Planet Hollywood. Okay. So we're right in that area. We're quite a bit of ways away from the festival grounds. It's all good. Uh, so we were just going to Uber do that thing. Uh, so we get there and we're like, yeah, what do we do? And so we go out, have a nice dinner and do the thing. I get my obligatory in and out burger since I'm on any part of the West Coast. If there's one around, I get my in and out. It's from my childhood. I grew up in, in the Bay Area. So 
Um, it's very nostalgic for me. But okay, so then we we wake up on Saturday morning. We're like, yeah, we'll get there when we get there, kind of thing. Um, oh, we had the same flight as all the story of the year dudes, including Bon. So we were able to hang out with them like before we got on the flight and chat them up. And nice. we're like, yeah, awesome. we'll we'll be, you know we'll be able to see you at the show. Cool, awesome. Um, and then Saturday morning, we're like, yeah, we'll get there probably. 1130 like we don't want to get there like right at gates because that's always a madhouse and like we really didn't want to see anybody for a little bit anyway and we're like we're just gonna take our time we had no expectations of staying the entire day regardless because we are not people people <laughs> we don't <laughs> I, we don't like crowds uh i hate crowds to you know anyway like so we we're like yeah we're just gonna go and just kind of take the adventure in if we need to take a break we can go like find a place with no people and just chill out for a bit or whatever um so we wake up and we're like yeah we're gonna go out so 10 30 i guess like half hour before doors we get the we get the email it's like hey today's canceled and we're like oh that fucking sucks i'm stuck in the worst fucking city <laughs> in the world and now i have nothing to do and i spend all this money and we have a flight tomorrow morning at eight o'clock in the morning so I was like, damn, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. I guess we're going to find out if there's going to be any other shoot off shows inside or something. And um, probably uh, an hour after they made the announcement, I opened up our package of tickets and stuff. I was like, I wonder if these wristbands will be like a cool memento or something. So I open it up and I look on the band and it says S.U.N. really big. And I was like, hey, babe why do our wristbands say Sunday on them? And she goes, I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> Let's find out. So she looked at the receipts back from when she bought the tickets. And I guess she bought Sunday, thought she bought Saturday. And we booked the flights as if oh. it were Saturday. Oh, man. So we're like, okay, well, now we have a decision to make. Either we try to get rid of our passes for Sunday or we rebook our flight uh, to a later time. Stay. Yeah, we so we ended up getting a, a credit on our flight for moving our flight to I think it was like we left it uh, like 830 on Sunday night. And we're like, I, I couldn't miss any more work. I was like, I, you know, we'll just see as much as we can and then go straight from here to the uh, uh, the airport. But, yeah, we were able that's how we were able to see the show is wow. because uh, my wife. Um, accidentally either bought the wrong dates for the show or bought the wrong flight flight tickets. So it was a very stressful uh, like four hours where we were like trying to figure out what the hell we were going to do. Um, so on Saturday, uh, we just kind of hung out, uh, ended up going to the um, uh, what's it called? Uh, there was a, a Barbie museum that we went to uh that was extremely underwhelming it was all the different barbies my wife wanted to see it and i was like that's fine um so, dude you are yeah. the best husband i've maybe ever met i mean it was something to do you know uh, uh, i mean uh -huh. I, I didn't mind it there you're was some in cool vegas. stuff in there you're in vegas yeah. and it's so, yeah, exactly vegas is so terrible <laughs> i hate you it. went to a barbie museum <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I would go to a million Barbie museums without having to walk down the strip one more time in my entire goddamn life. So you didn't go to any of the pop-up shows that the bands put on because the day no, got canceled by the time, like the, and those shows were just like an absolute madhouse. The, um, oh, sure. Uh, like the, the one that Hawthorne Heights put on at their hotel, like the police had to come and get people out of there because they're like, there's just too many people trying to get into the show. 
So then they like limited to the tickets to like, hey, you can only come to this show if you are staying at this same hotel that it's being hosted in. Otherwise, hit the pavement. Yeah. Um, and then the other shows, it was just like, I don't know if I want to screw around with trying to see him. And by the time we were going to try to go see one of those pop up shows, we had figured out that we were going to go see them the next day anyway. So, yeah. So how um, how are you learning about these pop up shows just on their social medias or? Yeah, that was that was literally that's how it. I heard about them. Uh, that, I mean, that's, all American that's Rejects all played all American Rejects played a barbecue place, and yeah. like I looked the place yeah. up, and it is it was it was as big as like my dining room and half of my living room. Wow! Like it was such a tiny place, and I was like, good for them. That was the coolest thing, and I hated the, that the fact that the day got canceled and some people got fucked, but the fact that those bands were willing to do that. And they shuffled and they like, you could tell they were, there was a sense of urgency by all the bands like, dude, this is a bummer. We got to come through for our fans or for the fans. I thought that was really rad. And I'll be honest with you. A lot of those bands, sorry, y'all. A lot of those bands like 10 years ago wouldn't have done that. Right. No, no, I I agree. Like, which is, which was the whole point of this fucking festival. Right. Go on. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> so the only thing that I, I, I feel like they could have handled better out of the situation was like those pop-up shows. Um, I, I feel like there could have been some coordination ahead of time because they, they knew that the wind may be a factor in the day. And I, and I understand why they waited until kind of, you know, the 11th hour to cancel because they're like, if we have even a chance that we can make this work, we're going to, but I feel like those contingencies should have been put in place ahead of time. Like, hey, if A happens, B and C and D happen immediately, like it just triggers that. So like they could have had like, you know, a couple of these other venues, like even the barbecue place set up already for that to where immediately whenever that got canceled, then the When We Were Young Festival promoters or, you know, the actual company could have sent out a mass thing like, hey, here's this show happening here. Here's this show happening here. Blah, 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 blah. And um and been able to do that. Unfortunately, right. you can't do that with like some of the bigger bands because their production stuff is literally on stage there. So you can't like move it. You know, Paramore has this gigantic um I think it's like 25, 30 foot LED wall kind of construction thing behind them. Is it a drum riser? No, no. Yeah, it was it was their same setup they had in St. Louis, and we had actually seen them the week prior to us leaving for um when we were young. So it was like the same stage setup. We saw him at the factory, which I'm really happy that we got to see him there. I saw, I saw, I saw videos and stuff. Yeah. It looked rad. Dude, it was so good. It was so good. Were the pop-up shows put on by the, when we were young promoters also, or was that the bands no. themselves? That was, that, the was band, that was the bands working with venues and bands working with each other. Cause okay. Um, from my understanding at some point, they were going to try to do like a story of the year glass jaw show. And I was like, if there's one, I'm going to go see that. That's going to that's yeah. be the show I go to. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. You know, and um, that ended up falling through just because it was like, you know, logistic issues. You know, I mean, you got to get all the people there. You got to get their crew there. You got to get somebody to run the venue for the night. You got to get right. somebody to ticket it. You got to like all of those things have to happen within like an hour, basically, for it to happen that day. Um, So. Yeah, I, I, I wish it would have been better. Um, but overall, it was a really great experience. And the day of, I guess I should speak on the actual festival itself, not just the story of it. Uh, we had a really great time. We stuck at the uh, checker stage, which was um, the Ready Set, Hawthorne, 
story, um, starting line, uh, and now I'm drawing a blank. We moved around a little bit after that, but after like five or six bands, like every single band was like, it was a cool experience for every single one on that stage. And we didn't even have to go anywhere. So it was like awesome. Then we went and saw like three or four other bands somewhere else, yada, yada, yada. And um, yeah, we, we ended up leaving round uh, I think five or six or something to get to the airport and we were on our way home and the the worst part was we were at the airport waiting for our plane and there's like probably five or six people who are getting on the same plane who didn't have tickets for that day but they had tickets for Saturday that got canceled so here we are leaving while these other people are like all bummed out that they didn't get to go to the show on Saturday oh man and we're like yeah <laughs> kind of funny story <laughs> <laughs> so as as far as the show goes is a one day was a one day ticket enough for most people to yeah in, to I, enjoy I so. it you think because i know like in the yeah. beginning they were talking about how with all with this many bands if you wanted to actually see all the bands that you wanted to see you would need to buy two or three days worth of tickets you would not be able to see all the bands in one day, obviously, because there's always a band playing all day. Right. But I think for the average fan, unless you're not going to be a fan of every single band on that damn right lineup. I mean, you're not. You're just not. Or you're gonna not, not going to be as much of a fan as somebody who's playing at the same time, you know? Right. So for me, it was like, yeah, I'm not going to see X. I'm not going to go see uh, We the Kings uh, overseeing uh Anberlin, you know what I mean? Like right. I'm, I, I'm gonna go see Anberlin. Um, but it was just one of those things where, like, if you, if you, there was enough bands to see that day where you definitely got your money's worth out of the day, regardless of who you saw. So I don't think that was an issue. If there were super fans who wanted to see every single band, yeah, I guess you can buy two days. But I feel like after you saw the first day, you'd probably say to yourself, "I probably shouldn't have bought two days." Oh, gotcha. I guarantee yeah, I, there were people that bought multiple days. I was telling him yeah. on one of the last episodes we did, you know, I knew people. I met people when doing Warp Tour that bought multiple dates to Warp Tour so they could see all of the bands they wanted to see because there was just no way to do, there's no way to fucking do it in a day, even two, three days. Like you got to, you got to buy multiple dates. You got to go to multiple cities to see really, like if you're one of those super fans you're talking about, to see right. everyone you want to see. Uh, that's so sure that, that's, a, that's a lot more for rough. Them. The fact I mean, that you actually have to travel for—I mean, at least this—you've got like three days in a row where you could stay in the same spot. Yeah, I think the traveling part is what made it cool to to those folks. You know, they felt yeah. like they were part of the tour, and True. you know, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, but hey, this one you have to stay in Vegas, ones. and Vegas is disgusting. Oh, so. I love Vegas so much. <laughs> God. <laughs> I love that you hate it so much. Oh, dude, it's like I could I could literally write poetry about how much I hate Las Vegas. I oh, could man. really good shit, too. I feel like there's a song. There's a song in there somewhere. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Let, <laughs> let's make it a hip hop song. And okay. on my, I want to do a verse. And I'm going to talk about how I got married there and had two bachelor parties in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two. That's me. Yeah. My verse is just going to be fart noises the entire time. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's all right. So did you get, you got to see story play? I did. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. The, we did their pop. Had, did, did, was I so mean, incredible. Yeah, I mean, the, 
was the pop surreal like what they got when they first came out like i mean it, it from the videos we saw it looked freaking awesome yeah i've got some videos i can send to you guys like from where i was i was right in front of the uh the, the 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 front of house engineer like where the mixing board is um and so there's probably i don't know maybe 50 foot for me to the stage and i mean i was cramped in there i mean it was amazing the sound was awesome the crowd was just like it's it was surreal i was telling um i was telling i was talking to bon about this because obviously you know he was there with story he works for him and uh it's it was just very strange to me because i've seen story as many times as any other you know local rock dude has seen them um which is a, a lot but i've never seen them outside of st louis so whenever you see like probably 20,000 25,000 people watching you know one of your favorite bands from your city you're like fuck this is pretty great <laughs> like yeah. it, the the energy was awesome it's like oh it it, it it's like meeting new friends because you're like oh you know this band like how do you know this band yeah. like the, yeah, yeah. this is a st louis thing like we all know this band but like <laughs> you know this band um every every band i saw post videos or every you know youtube algorithm that came into my feed because they listened to me through my phone every band i saw had a huge reception huge but when i saw the story videos i was like whoa yeah i was like whoa like that it's just and again i'm biased obviously i'm rooting for them to do well naturally but like it just felt like their reception was just so much greater than what i expected i don't know i don't know why i, I didn't expect them to do poorly but uh, no, and, and compared to bands like Amberlynn, which I saw videos of, Silverstein, fucking Mayday Parade, all these bands, like Story, just got a, just a fucking wave of reception that I was just, it was, it was cool to see. Like I said, I, I think also they were able to kind of grab attention a little bit better than some of the other bands. You know how so? Uh, like you know they opened with Hero, um, which sure. is like the quintessential opener, right? And like, even if you didn't know who that band was yet, if you like, you weren't checking your phone or whatever, it still was able to grab your attention like really, really well. I think I just think that that band in general does really well at festivals or should do well at festivals just because the energy that they're putting off is like perfect for a day like that. It's just like, let's especially that early. Oh, exactly. Because yeah. before that was Hawthorne, which is like, you know, yeah, it's good. Um, But, you know it doesn't have backflip energy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this had, you know, karate kid energy where like, you're just ready to <laughs> jump, you know, doesn't matter. And, um, you know, they're just, they're just a fucking good band. I'm tired of talking about these guys. Do they get enough clout? Motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm not, dude. Fuck because you, the, Well, you know what? The, the but stuff, I'll, I'll be honest the, with you. The stuff they're putting out now is phenomenal also. Yeah. Yeah. I it, mean, like it's, they're not slowing down. <laughs> no. Tear, tear me to pieces. Uh, I said this recently, I think is their best single in a, very long time yeah and you know what they didn't play it oh no way no really shit yeah they played another one um you know and i don't know i I think it was like a uh a track situation because you know yeah. they used gnomes and stuff they just didn't have that ready yet which i totally get um but yeah i was bummed i was like man i really wanted to start singing that song with fucking twenty thousand people right like that just seemed like such a fun time and i think that song rips yeah like, it's a great uh, song it's a great so, song. I, it's, either way, the fact that the YouTube reaction community is 
is gravitating to it, I think speaks volumes to what type of song they wrote and how good it is. Like, I think it's speaking to a younger generation of kids, a younger generation of music fans, which I think, and again, all the other stuff they've put out recently on wolves and on, um, black swan. And, uh, what was the other anti the antidote? Is that what it's called? No, in the wake of determination. No, no, not that one. The one after black swan. There was one after the black swan, right? Oh, the one that they don't like. I love in the wake. That's my favorite record of yeah. theirs. But, um, um, anyway, um, I'm a bad fan. Yeah, we're clearly fans <laughs> of this band, right? Um, no, this is the one that they don't like. I mean, they always, they always talk. It's called the like, antidote, right? I think. No, the, the constant. The antidote is the constant. Um, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but not that any of that was bad. I just feel like "Tear Me to Pieces" just kind of speaks to a younger generation, and that music didn't necessarily speak to them. I think it spoke to their fans and yeah. people of that age group, but I don't think it did. What I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but <clears throat> um, what I also find interesting is that they're doing all of this as a four piece. And did the, were there any live harmonies? And the videos that I've seen, and, and you know, I saw them in St. Louis before when we were young, and I didn't hear harmonies. No, but uh, the answer is no, dude. That's impressive to like yeah. again get that kind of pop and have a lot of that sort of fullness and the vocal harmonies not be there is it's impressive yeah i mean and like you know and there's we're, like, we're nerds though we're like we know what that is and we I know, know what yeah. to look for does the average person maybe not but i don't know yeah i mean you know i think i think i have a entirely too biased view on on that as far as that's Probably concerned because like you know that's that's been my job in whatever band i've been in it's like play bass sing whatever harmonies you can fit in there and they're probably going to be way too hard high for you to sing and you have no business singing them but you're going to fucking figure it out and make it work thanks pat um <laughs> <laughs> but uh so to me like i always have enjoyed the the harmony thing singing harmonies live i feel like uh if you have a good enough live show and the songs are established enough you don't necessarily need that wow factor especially with a big crowd that like already knows all your material right sure so, like sure yeah if, absolutely if somebody's singing but they were good at it oh yeah of course yeah i mean they, they, they did it well for a band that moves as much and is so energetic or is as energetic as they are they did it well yeah you know they're so yeah we're sucking their dicks let's stop talking about them. yeah <laughs> i'm i'm completely done i don't want to dick ride dan anymore yeah, than he's dick riding these guys hard I will say, although you sounded really good at Point Fest, though. Oh, thank you. Are you thank so, you. I di didn't. I had a, I had a really hard time hearing myself there. To be honest with you, didn't. Yeah, he said that, and I go, "Wait, did you not think Al was good before? Why are you so surprised?" <laughs> I had to call him out. I was like, "Wait, what? What do you mean? You didn't like Brook Row before? What's going on here?" Oh, whatever. Uh, but di has Benny never done, uh, like backup vocals or anything in Brook Royal, or did he used to, and he didn't for Point Fest? Or I think. Um... I think he we toyed with it way back in like, I guess, right whenever he and I both joined Brook Royal. Uh -huh. So we both joined at the same time. Yeah. Um, I think we tried to work some stuff out. But at the end of the day, uh, I think it was just one of those things where he's like, I'm just I'm doing too much on guitar here for it to make sense for me to try to do both. He's like, I, if I have to choose one or the other, he's going to be a solid guitar player with what's going on. Not that he can't do it, but I, right. I just don't think that, um, 
I guess he didn't think that it was necessary. You know, otherwise he would do it. Right. But um, yeah, you can always count on me on the fucking vocal mic on that <laughs> in that band, especially. <laughs> Shouts out to Jack for writing things with harmonies everywhere. Yeah. So, but those are really fun. Like that's that band is probably the the most fun harmonies that you can do because there's just a lot of like uh, open acapella stuff that happens. You know, what I mean, like the opening to the entire set was, you know, just me and Jack singing a couple lines, which was like, all right, cool, here we go. Yeah, you know, and when it hits just right, it like it just feels really good. It's yeah. a it's a it's a unique feeling to do that in front of you know a couple thousand people. It's very anthony. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of yeah. their songs. Anyway. Yeah. Even the, even like the the rockin', you know, the harder rockin' songs, they're still He's a very good hook writer in in that sense where he makes things big. Yeah. Obviously that makes it harder on you, but also yeah. fun. I, I, hey, man, I've also made it hard on myself. I, I you know, uh one of the newer tunes. Oh gosh, I don't even I don't remember the names of songs even if I'm in the band. <laughs> I don't remember any song I've ever. Yeah. I just put out a song and I don't know what it's called. Right. So, <laughs> Reaching you know, out. It's the one that goes. Yeah, it's that um, one. The, so we have a new, newer song called Closer. Closer. Okay. And, um, and uh, we recorded it with, uh, uh, with Matt Amalung. And, like, I wrote the actual, like, vocal mel- melody in that chorus. And we're like, yeah, we got to put some harmony on it, too. I was like, yeah, cool. Like the lower harmony. Right. And like everybody's like, no. And I was like, God damn it. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> so like the if you listen closely to that song, like I am trying my best to belt those harmonies. They're really high. Um, And I remember being in the studio. I was like, why did I do this to myself? Like, I don't have any excuse. You know, I could have blamed it on Jack if I let him write some shit. But no, this was my own fault. I did self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. But that's the studio. That's the best part of the studio, though, because you're able to embarrass yourself and only like five people at most see it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, you know, so if your idea can't be executed, no one knows. That's fine. It's totally cool. You're never going to know if you don't try, you know, I mean, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's That's one of the cool things about uh, working with a guy like Amalong or Gerald. uh, They'll just tell you to do it. But in a very yeah. nice way, in yeah, a very yeah. fun way, right? They won't. Uh, they won't make you feel like shit about it. They're just like, no, 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 no. You got it. You, you got know, it. Do my, it. My my favorite, and and I and I don't recall Amlong doing this, but I know Gerald does this to me at least. As like, I'll be recording vocals, and um, I'll I'll do like three or four takes or something, uh, and he'll be like, "Can you need some water?" And that's like my cue. That's 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 the cue of like, hey, that sounds like shit. You need to fix it. <laughs> like, with me, he's like, hey, do you want me to get you a beer or? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Go get me yeah. one. Fine. Thank you. you. Shot. You need a shot. Yeah. Let's have a shot. We need to loosen up a little bit or something. <laughs> yeah. Amalong, we would just talk back and forth to each other. It would be like, I would I would do a take, and there would be silence for like 10, 15 seconds, and he would just go, yeah, yeah, you right. But you also wrong. Go on, do it again. That's yeah. how we would talk to each other. Like we would never use our regular way of speaking to each other. And that, that always yeah. was like, all right, if he's still talking to me like that, I know I'm not sucking too bad. Once he gets like into Amalong voice, now I know I fucked up. What so, yeah. Patrick, what did you record was, with Amalong? Was it uh, was it a monster? Monster, yeah. We did three songs with Amalong. 
yeah. singles, I guess. It w- yeah, all singles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Good stuff. Great experience. Yeah. Love Matt. Love Matt. Yep, absolutely. But uh, when we were young, last question I have about that. So sure. naturally, I would imagine that the way it was set up, and it was kind of odd too, because I did I only saw videos of like the more, the popular bands. I didn't see videos of like the heavier bands, and I'll use that serious air quotes on that. I yeah. would imagine that they had them all on one stage. Um, like separate, like having. Yeah, like they put okay. like under yeah. oath and you know bands yeah, like they, that on the same. They kind of did that. It kind of went heavier to lighter as you went. So, and to me, it was like, I, I can't remember the names of the stages, but it's, say it's like the black stage, the white stage, then there's the checker stage, and then a pink stage, and a neon stage, you know. Um, yeah, the, the lineups were like fairly lined up in that way, but they also were like had some good variety in them either way. So like the same, the same stage that Glassjaw was on was the one same stage that Red Jumpsuit Apparatus was going to be on. So it, it, Interesting. it was it wasn't necessarily like completely laid out, but it did have like every stage had like its own vibe. So, um, you know, and like the main stage had during the day, like dashboard and, um, what's the, what's so who the headlined the main stage Paramore? Uh, yeah. So it was, I think it was Paramore. And then my chemical ram romance. I don't. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. I'm not. Or, I, saw, or vice, I, I think I saw it that way. Yeah. Or vice versa. I, I, you know, I we weren't there for it. Unfortunately, we didn't. You know, we couldn't be yeah. there that late. So, um, yeah. I mean, but there was definitely a vibe per stage. At least that's what our experience was when we were there. That's what I figured it would be. I, you know, I kind of go back and forth on that. Like. I wish, because like, if you go to some festivals, they'll kind of mix things in. It'll be very strange, though, but it'll always be like, we talked about how like the best part of this festival was that you knew every band. Yeah. Whereas if you go to like a Rock on the Range or a Louder Than Life or a Rocklahoma, those lower tier bands, you don't know who they are. If you watch them, God bless you. I think you're an awesome person. But a lot of people are just going to bypass that situation and wait for... Papa Roach and Kid Rock to play, unfortunately. Yeah. And like the that's what worked with this festival. But like I remember going to um Louder Than Life. You know, this was like 2014, 15, whatever it was. And they had two separate side stages that really like the diversity on those stages was really cool. Like motionless and white played, and then like, you know, uh thousand foot crutch plate or something like that like two all things considered opposite ends of the spectrum as far as like heaviness and you know one band's a christian band the other band they dress like vampires like you know like (laughs) it was it was pretty cool to see like that combination of like we don't really give a fuck about sound let's just kind of do what we think will work and we'll keep people interested you know um which I, I was curious as to whether they did that at this festival. And I'm actually going to be curious to see like moving forward, if they do this again and with these other festivals, like sick new world that just got announced yeah, the I new metal that. one, which, which I, I want to, I predicted it. We were talking about it. I said, they're going to do it with new metal next. I know it. And they did, uh, you know, all those bands fit in amongst each other anyway. So you don't have to worry about it there, but like, 
what if you did a hybrid new metal slash emo, you know, metalcore festival, like start bringing all these bands together into a bigger thing. You know, will that happen? I have no idea, but if it does, I'll be curious to see the execution of it, like mixing, putting a band like Hawthorne Heights before a band like, I don't know, uh, somebody on the sick new like you know pod or something like yeah. that like what would the reaction be i don't I'd know i mean that's, see. that's that's point fest <laughs> that's a good, point. <laughs> good point yeah we have that here don't <laughs> we damn it you know <laughs> point fest doesn't count so uh, it, i'm just saying it is sick new world set up like the when we were young is like is it like a three-day festival all the same bands kind of situation or is it different i don't know they only announce one day but Okay. My prediction is that they'll do the know, exact the same days. thing that when we were young did. Why yeah. wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, why? Yeah, capitalize. Yeah, right. But I'm I'm curious to see if they start doing that because again, I think like this nostalgia thing is huge for people, and I think yeah. it, I think it's I think it's. Do you, Do you think they go older? Like how old? How old? I, I don't know. Like if it like all like the... a grunge festival. Well, no, I was talking like. Like a Motley Crue yeah, era, era, they already style. do those though. Yeah, they, they do, do those. those, like that, those like... are called those are called car shows. <laughs> <laughs> those are called state fairs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's a good point. That's you get lost point. in the corn maze, bud. Yeah, that, oh. those are all like North Dakota, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, there's, I, you know, a lot of those state fairs, like that's where you see those. I mean, yeah. you know, Sticks, Foreigner, Ario, and the problem with that too is that. All of those like old hat bands, like the way old, they all tour still, like oh, consistently. Yeah. yeah. So oh, it's yeah. like there's no need for them to do that. the 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 bands themselves would need a huge, huge payday for that to happen. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that there's a demand for it. I, I think that there's a demand whenever they come to your city and they play, you know, uh, and you know, wherever. What's the new music park? um and stuff like that yeah that's the stuff that they'll be doing um my first show was a sticks and foreigner show you know what i mean and and that was 25 years ago now maybe or maybe a little less than that maybe 20 years ago um aging yourself there bubba slow down <laughs> yeah hey man i'm still i think i'm still younger than both of you guys <laughs> yeah, probably um i know you're younger than me yeah uh so I, I I just don't think that they'd end up doing that. It just doesn't seem like it would be fruitful for anybody. The nostalgia thing sells because, you know, there's a lot of these bands that we never actually got to see. You know, there's a lot of these bands that whenever it was hip, either your parents wouldn't let you go or you didn't have money for it. You know, there was this whole generation like me, like I've never seen Limp Bizkit. I, would, I think that would be a fucking sweet time to go see Limp Bizkit. Yeah. Hell yeah. But like, you know, they they don't come to St. Louis really, right? So, were they in St. Louis at all? Uh, the last time they came, they were at Pops. I want to say it's a long and time was, ago. I bet. And it was a big deal that they did Pops, and they yeah. they sold that fucker out. And it was like I remember seeing videos, but yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, well, so, Saint, don't get me started on bands not coming here. Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> and, and that's yeah, and that's the that's the thing too is like you know, they're the the target is not you know, kids, it's, you know, millennials and Gen Xers who have enough disposable income to go see it. 
you know that yeah that but was... I, th- I think with when we were young it, it was a moment in time festival too like all of that music had its moment in time and it meant a lot yeah to a ton of people yeah but not only musically but like culturally like pop culture wise and you know like it was a big deal uh it was a moment in time that people remember and they're they're able to share with their friends so that's why i think it works well and i think the new metal festival is going to do just as well like i think people are going to go jesus christ i can see limp biscuit and i can see kitty in the same day this is i'm going to get my jenkos and i'm going to drink <laughs> you know i'm going to drink code red mountain dew and cheat on my diet like you know like I think it's going to be a big deal. Well, that's why I was thinking like you meant you said grunge and I'm trying to think like is there enough f- enough bands from that era to make a a big festival like that? I don't know if there I is mean there enough. are plenty but yeah. you know I don't know if the appeal would be as as strong. I mean I think with the grunge bands you lump them in with their your what's considered to be your classic rock bands. You know, you could you know unfor- well, I say unfortunately only because that's, you know, I remember seeing some of those bands when they were young guys. Yeah, but I think, I, th- kid, I think, but, I mean, I, I think that if you're going to do like an early nineties thing, it would be like, uh, of course, Foo Fighters would be there just for the sake of whatever, you know, and to some, at, in some capacity. They count. Right. Um, you know, but then you'd have like, you know, obviously some kind of iteration of the people from Soundgarden. You do like a temple of the dog type of thing. Pearl jam would be there. You'd have pilots, sunny day realist. Yeah, exactly. Then you have like crows. Right. But you also have like stuff like sunny day real estate and uh, sonic youth and stuff like that. That's like, it's, it's all the same kind of like, I feel like early nineties vibe, even though like the genres aren't really the same. I mean, you could have like shoegaze shit in there and it would still kind of make sense because it's like, all right, does it wear a flannel? Yes. Okay. It works. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. you have to you have i gotta stop you you have to explain what shoegaze is to al because i know his brain was just doing Me? the hamster wheel yeah i yeah. said i was the one who said shoegaze i have to explain i know you, ha- you have to explain it to Col- oh, i'm sorry to Col- oh, yeah. sorry yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't oh, know yeah. what you were talking about i yeah, was yeah, just yeah. smiling <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah so- it, the hamster was running fast so shoegaze as in like um I know it's kind of more droll. Uh, it's got like kind of a big, sad energy. Like, <laughs> um, okay. and the idea is like, if you're dancing, you're just looking down at your shoes, like kind of all melancholy, like okay. whatever. Okay. You know, you're not Who's your favorite shoegaze band. No, I, I don't really have one to be. I hate shoegaze. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's boring. I think there's some cool stuff out of what I, I, I it's hard to really define like who would be shoegaze too. Right. Well, the one band that I like that was always called that because they never got super popular yeah. um, as a grunge band is Catherine Wheel. I don't know if you know who that is, but I fucking nah. love that band. They have a song called Black Metallic. Look it up. You know, we don't have to talk about it anymore. But uh, they were always like my favorite band that was considered that. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I just looked up. Yeah, you know, I was just trying to find some out of here, but shoegaze bands. Deftones is considered a shooty. No, stop it. Whoever fucking said that, I'll kill them. Those fucks. It's pretty fucking awesome, though. But yeah, I've never. No, Chino likes shoegaze. He likes My Bloody Valentine, which is a shoegaze band. Right. That's the only one I could really think of is My Bloody Valentine. But it's like, yeah, I could do without. I could do without any of these bands that's on this list. 
But I'll, yeah, I'll Chino duped I'll... me, man. Like when I was like, "Oh, Chino likes my buddy Valentine." They gotta be cool. I bought. I remember going to like, <laughs> going to like a CD warehouse or something, and I bought whatever record they had out at the time. I was like, "Ooh, not for me." Yeah, yeah. And I actually have tried to listen to it multiple times throughout the years, and I'm like, it's not terrible, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, definitely know, back man. then, 2002 me. Like, why the fuck am I listening to my bloody Valentine? But oh, the Verve, the Verve is a good example. I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess. Eh. Wait, is the Verve the same as the Verve pipe? No, No, the Verve is, uh, what's their, what was their big song? Um, that's, um, Freshman? um, Yes. 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 Freshman? Okay. Yeah. But what's... Verve pipe is Bittersweet Symphony. Yeah, that's right. That's it. Okay, okay, yeah. I was a freshman when that song Freshman came out. Gross. Look at you. So it meant a lot. (laughs) We was trying to finger fuck to that song. Don't, don't you get it? Don't you get it twisted? <laughs> Got your first sticky fingers to the verb pipe, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, the verb. Oh, it's the verb. I'm sorry. The yeah, pipe came later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another softball for Al. Let's go. <laughs> Damn you. Let's go. That's a triple double, bud. Oh wait, hold on. The verb did bittersweet symphony. Okay, so verb pipe was. Do we just Not, get a, it, it, did we get says, it flipped? Yeah, I think so. Verve pipe oh, is, gosh. um, and there's like not. Hold on, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> EPs. Here we go. I don't know. Fuck all of these bands, dude. <laughs> Let's see. I'm I'm looking up. So I'm looking up the the Verve. So they had bittersweet the Verve, symphony. Yeah, Verve had bittersweet. They they probably had uh, freshman too. Maybe they are the same. Yeah, they are the same. Wait. No, Verf Pipe is the freshman. Is it? Yes. They've so been giving just... that pipe to them freshmen, <laughs> baby. Uh, I'm not seeing... Oh, that's a... It didn't chart, I guess. Freshman never charted it. Oh, really? I feel but like that I'm was just, a pretty big I'm just looking on Wikipedia, so it's probably time. not right. Or maybe it wasn't as big as I feel like it was. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> Fuck your band. <laughs> Fuck a band. Fuck a job. <laughs> Fuck your life. <laughs> Bing bong. Have you? Uh, um, I, I don't know what style of music you tend to listen to, but do you listen to Dayseeker at all? Uh oh yeah, I sent it to him. Yeah, you, I'm so glad shit. you liked it, dude. God it's so it. good. It's so good. That's it's exactly what I like to see. You know, I'm I'm not. I, want... I figured you would like it. I, I introduced, sorry to cut you off, but Gerald no, was good. the same way where he was like, he was telling me like, yeah, like this poppy stuff I really like. And he was like naming bands. And I was like, do you like, do you know Dayseeker? He's like, no, I have no idea what that is. And then he like texted me after the record came out and I hadn't even bought the record yet. So I knew I did a yeah. good job. Like it had only been out for like six hours or whatever. Yeah, man. Sorry. It's no, you're good, man. I, I just, I really enjoyed it. And like, I appreciated that you uh, sent me that. I don't know how long they've been a band or whatever, if they're newer, but um, Ish. I have like, I have a really hard time getting into new stuff. Same here. Uh, and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I should probably uh, start doing that more because I've just been stuck on, you know, obviously you get stuck on the shit that you listen to when you're a teenager for years. Right. But uh, like I had never, actually sat down and listened to uh senses fail 
mm-hmm. ever. And I was like, oh, this is really good. Like, this is not at all what I thought this was going to be. Like, I just, you know, it's one of those things where like, it, it never really occurred to me to like check stuff out uh, until my friends tell me to listen to it. Right. Yeah, right. But then everybody just kind of assumes that I already listened to it from the circles that I'm in. And I'm like, no, dude, like I listened to like John Mayer, like, <laughs> I don't, you know, <laughs> Um, I listen to Hootie and the Blowfish. Like, I don't, you know, I don't listen to like newer stuff, even like some of the stuff from my, what we we call like my formative years uh, out of like the genres that I run in. I don't really listen to it because like either I wasn't, uh, it, it didn't latch with me or I've just never heard of it and never cared about it enough to check it out. Maybe I'm just like a bad fan or just like a bad well, I mean, um, I think you need a you need a shitting disorder like I have, so you spend more time <laughs> on the toilet and you have time to, to discover all these people like I do. No, when I'm sitting on the toilet, the only thing I'm doing is just waiting for the moment that I can turn my bidet on. It's the best <laughs> feeling in the <laughs> fucking world. It really world. is. Yeah. It really is. Somebody was giving me shit. They're like, "Yeah, you should, you should only use your bidet for like, you know, ten seconds." I was like, "I will run that motherfucker <laughs> until I run out of water, bud." Let me tell you something, dude. Until I that, break, fight... I break bidets, bro. Yeah, that's right, baby. That's right. <laughs> I want somebody to play flute out of my butthole when I'm done. Yeah, dude. yeah. that clean, that clean. Yeah. But, but anyways, what, what I was gonna say is like the the access we have to what music we want to listen to now. Like I couldn't tell you the last time I listened to the radio. Like I haven't ever. Like in my in my truck. I only have my phone connected to it and I listen to what I want to listen to, which is stuff like you said, the stuff that I've always listened to. Like I, right. That, I don't know if that makes me a, a bad music fan in general, just cause I don't try to find new music, but I have tried to go on like iTunes and look at the stuff that's trending. And I'm like, uh, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'll just stick with, you know. Yeah. One thing that has See, helped me a little bit, one thing's helped me a little bit. I'll be, I'll be real quick. The, like and Apple's getting better about it. I don't use Spotify because it's a garbage platform in general. Yeah, I don't um, like it either. Shout out to Spotify if this podcast gets put on Spotify. <laughs> We're on Spotify. We, oh, cool. We, yeah. are, we are on Spotify, but we have. I don't think we've ever said a good thing about Spotify. <laughs> no, so. never. It's, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. I'll um, tell you a Spotify story when you're done. Uh-oh. Just yeah. was dealing with them before we started this. Oh, nice. Ah. So um, the only thing I'll say is that uh, Apple has been getting way better as far as like if I have a playlist of stuff and it runs out, it starts playing like, you know, genius stuff. The algorithm for that is getting much better to where it's pulling stuff that I'm actually enjoying more because it used to just like pull ABC genre style band. And it's like somebody you've definitely never heard of and you definitely have no interest in. (laughs) Um, But it's getting it's getting better and better. Um, And I've I've listen to a couple bands that I really enjoy. The problem is like, I never actually add it. I'll be like working on something like, Oh, this is a cool song. And I don't even care who it is. It's just like, I enjoyed that thing, that piece of art. See you yeah. later. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Yeah. So the, as much hating as I do on streaming and I do, and, I, and believe me, I still believe in buying music. And I, and I really do. When I, when I hear something I like, I go and buy it. You know, it's 99 cents. Buy a, buy a fucking song. Like, that's what I do. And I know it's hard for people to do, and I get it. You know, we've just, we have the convenience of just being like, let me go look it up and I can play it. And I can go on a streaming platform and create a playlist right there for my party. It's my, you know, like my son just had a celebrated a birthday recently, and I put together a playlist 
it was from the music I had in my library. <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> what's appropriate for everyone to listen to? I'm not going to trust a streaming service. I'm going to build the playlist. I spent like sad, but I spent like 45 minutes on that shit. Like going through all of my library, like this is appropriate. This isn't. So anyway, but with YouTube music, that's the one I use only because I feel like I'm doing the artist a solid. I'm listening and I'm watching their video. Yeah. So I'm I'm doing if, I'm 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 taking in the content the way that it was. Yeah. I, I'll, why I'll tell you, pre- you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'll tell you the best way. <clears throat> and and this goes out to anybody listening to this who ever thought, hey, this is probably the most ethical way to support a band, right? Um, I my my opinion is, if you're gonna listen to a band and you really enjoy it, uh, go ahead use Spotify if you want. They're the worst, but you know everybody's using it. The worst. Uh, you don't have to buy their album, but buy a T-shirt. Because that is by far that's where their money. That's where they're going to actually make some money, and that's typically where the labels aren't getting a piece of it if they're you know less less, you know. So that that to me, you know, if you're listening to Fivefold on repeat or something, or if you're listening to Brook Royal on repeat, like listen to it all you want. We're going to come out with as much content as we can with either one of those projects, you know. But if if you really enjoy what we're doing and you want to show your appreciation, just buy a T-shirt. It's, you know, and you don't have to buy a bunch of them. Just buy one T-shirt and um, we'll say thank you so much because that's the easiest way for us to actually keep doing it, you know, uh, to make a little bit of money. I mean, that's the whole reason why you have merch on the road is so you can get to the next city. You know what I mean? Right. Like That's really it. If you think about how many streams you would actually have to do to amount to the value of what the shirt is, it's ridiculous. A lot. It's ridiculous. It's a lot. Yeah. And it's even it's even harder if you're not an established artist. Right. If you're not like, you know, one of the more verified artists, if you're not getting on these uh playlists and stuff. Um, Which it's all bullshit. It is. Yeah, obviously. It's I mean, all, bullshit. all of it is. And now it's like, you know, if you're not on TikTok, you're pretty much screwed. You send over that. We can get into that if you want that. Um Maynard talking yeah. about TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Maynard, dude. <laughs> Fuck that. Well, look, so I, I find the reason I found that interesting is because of this. Like, since when has he ever cared about anyone else? Meaning, like, he's always been the guy who's been like, fuck the establishment, fuck doing what everybody else is doing. So, like, why is this? But, but at what point do you drop that, dude? You're you're about to be sixty years old. Is he sixty? He's got to be sixty. I don't know. You're 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 a sixty year old. I'm still like fuck the establishment guy. It's like, dude, can you just? We get it. We get it. He's he's not even a, a, a on this take. I don't feel like he's like anti-establishment. He's just contrarian. You know. I well, mean, of course, yeah. He always has been. That's my point. Where it's yeah. like. Nothing bothers so like, me more than a rich contrarian. It's like, yeah, of course you don't like the thing that's going on because, like, you already won. You won the right. game. So but like, it shows how out of touch he is, though, because yeah, there are plenty sure. of guys who he considers peers. Who I guarantee you, if their song went viral on TikTok, they would celebrate it. Yeah, you yeah, know what absolutely. I mean. Absolutely. And I don't and think it, there's anything should. wrong with that. No, no, no it's the same. It, it's the new MTV, dude. I mean, it's it's MTV. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it's it's if you it if really is, but it's controlled by the fans instead of the fucking exactly. Network. And yeah. you can make whatever content you want for it. 
So, I mean, it just it makes so much more sense if you put it in the context that it needs to be in. And if you were to tell, you know, Mayor James Keenan, whatever, whatever the guy, you know, thinks about it. If you were to tell him like, hey, just imagine that you never had access to X, Y and Z platform whenever you guys were coming up as tool or while you're doing a perfect circle stuff or whatever. Um, he, I think he would change his tune. I think he would re- reconsider that. And well, what do you mean? Like if he were, uh, I'm I'm not really sure like where they got like their big break, right? I mean, tools. Well, that's why for... I was asking. Yeah, because uh, to be honest with you, I think for them it was whatever medium. It doesn't. To be honest, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, okay, whatever medium that is, this is just the new medium. It's you know the new mean? thing, right? It's, right. It's the new medium where you can actually, and and it goes further because you know technology is advanced and you're able to connect to fans. You know pretty much on a one-on-one basis if you if you know what you're doing you know and if you were to tell anybody if you were to tell elvis presley that yeah you're gonna keep doing this but you can't be on uh whatever the the night the the late night show that he was on that like really pushed him off or the the beatles whenever they did the uh you know british it's there it's all exactly so Mm -hmm. there's always that medium where everybody gets their launching point and for somebody to say that one is better than the other or, you know, get, you know, this new one sucks. It's like it's it's a very get off my lawn take. And especially I think Maynard was saying it's it's not cool that older bands are doing it. OK, right, because well, it's desperate. Well, like, why? I don't what, that that to me. What are they supposed just, to do? Sell no, record? Just, like, what are they? That's, supposed to That's do? just exactly. Oh, you should just like stop doing what you're doing. I bought a I bought a ranch. Why don't you just go buy a ranch? Stop being go, poor. Go, like, go start like start a wine company. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, whatever, man. Do jujitsu. It's fine. Yeah, right. No, like yeah. no, it's not fine for everybody. Fuckface. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I, 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 I love a perfect circle. Um, I've never been a tool fan, and tool fans are the worst. Tool fans are too. Tool fans are worse than Five Finger Death Punch fans. That's the take of the day. <laughs> oh, that's not even. Yeah, it's not even a question. Yeah, but he's always rubbed me the wrong way. However, I can get past that because I really do like a Perfect Circle. In my opinion, they have two really great records that I really love. But he's always been a guy like even the way he like behaves on stage and like the things he says to the crowd and dude like. You know as well as I do, like when you get on stage, you got to perform. I don't think he's a performer. I just think he's a no. weirdo who's was gifted by the by the heavens with a great voice, and he had the ability to do that. And unfortunately, it comes with this shit attitude where it's like I'm always going to be the guy who questions everything, and if it's not my way, then it's the wrong way. Yeah, and that's how he's always been. And to be honest with you, we were just talking about it, and we were like scuffling at it. I think. Tool got really big because of MTV. Like you said, it's a new MTV. Yeah. I, I'm thinking back on it. Like bands like Nine Inch Nails, Tool, these really like controversial, gross, grotesque, like really like gross imagery, like nobody had ever seen before. That's how they got big. I think. I'm thinking. Yeah, what was the? I don't know. What was the the Headbangers? Headbangers Ball. Yeah. They could have been on that. I'm sure. Was that MTV? I don't know. Yeah. Is that later than that? 
Like, well, no, no, Headbangers Ball was that was VH1. Might wasn't have gone it? away by the time Tool got popular. I know Tool was on Beavis and Butthead. Oh, there you and go. Beavis and Butthead broke a few bands. Let's yeah. get real here. <laughs> did they? This might be a stupid question. Did they break Soundgarden, or were they was Soundgarden Soundgarden before Beavis and Butthead? Because I remember Black Hole Sun being on that. Show. It was definitely on there, but I think Soundgarden was doing okay before that. Okay, but like a band like Suicidal Tendencies, oh yeah, for instance, right. yeah. was on Beavis and Butthead, and it was a huge deal. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I guess I'm aging myself because, like, I either I didn't have cable at this time whenever I was a child, or I was too much of a, a children that I wasn't allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead whenever it was children. actually doing its thing. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. One of those two. Well, that's things. dude. That's a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're talking. 94 95 yeah i was five you know I and mean? that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was dude i'm only 34 so yeah, yeah okay I mean, cool we're, we're, yeah we're we're a lot closer than you think youtube it you young fuck <laughs> Pat, you're okay? old as fuck dude youtube it you young fucking Al, do you do you remember uh, do you remember the show pop-up video though did you ever see that i do yeah yeah i remember pop-up that video. was one of my favorite actual like okay, shows on period. mtv yeah, yeah. That, that was, I'm sorry, VH1. Also. That's what, yeah, okay. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really remember. Yeah. I, we we didn't have cable for most of my childhood. I had um, I got a rock. That's what I. <laughs> that's what I had to play with. We had, well, we talked about this when you were on the show last because I talked. I introduced you to the box, which the you box, did not yeah. need cable for. Yeah, yeah. Which it's still hard to believe that that ever existed. But goddamn, it was cool. I don't, yeah. I don't think I know what the box was. What What is that? Do you watch our episodes? Like, I put out clips and you just yeah, say, on, I wasn't on the show. Fuck it. I don't need to watch. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> the box The box was a, it was a video jukebox channel. Okay. You could call, you essentially would call a 900 number and request a video. And then they would play the video and say, Colt from the woods in Missouri requested you know. The woods in Missouri. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I think that's what the city's Request, called. It's called Request the woods. Five right? finger death punch. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was mainly hip hop though. Like it was okay. very big on grimy hip hop. And okay. we talked about like because because it was a nine hundred number, so many people would call it like so many people would call in like they said like crossroads from Bone Thugs would play like ten times in an hour. Yeah. Like that, which is great but it was, but it was also like great. four dollars per request per video yeah yeah oh my yeah. god yeah but you're talking what in what years was year was this so like four bucks is like not in the 90s oh, four bucks was a lot yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean this is back when like uh, a candy bar is like a quarter you know yeah <laughs> and you're doing it over the phone so there was probably like a three dollar surcharge and yeah hidden fees and your mom got the phone bill and she was like what fucking porno companies have you been calling yeah exactly <laughs> What kind of I phone just wanted sex to, have you been I, having? I just wanted to watch Baby Black Got Back. I just wanted to watch Baby <laughs> Got Back again on TV. Yeah. What do you guys think about the... Uh, did you guys see the Grammy nominations for rock and metal? Yeah. Yeah, I saw Zom, it. Zom, you don't... You don't. I don't it, I, I'm at the point where I just don't care about the Grammys. Like, well, whoever just, did, you no, know, but well, at the same I, time... Some people it's do. I mean, changing. They, if they didn't, if if nobody cared about it, they they wouldn't air it anymore. You know what I mean? Well, there's all there's obviously some kind of eyeballs getting to it. Um, sure. Do I think that the bands that are being offered up 
should be getting Grammys. That's all subjective, my dude. Like it's all subjective. Of course. You know, I I think Mumford and Sons got a, a Grammy for best <laughs> rock song at some point. It's like, yeah, I guess that's what we do. I don't know. Like I, you know, I don't think that anybody who's doing rock and roll is looking for a Grammy. I think anybody who's doing like rock type stuff would be thrilled to have a Grammy, but like, that's not why they're doing it. And I think that they're, especially like if you're looking at these like old hat bands, they were talking about, it's like Brian Adams is up for a Grammy. Yeah. What? It's like, and it's like, all right, cool. I mean, yeah, whatever. Well, who do you think's doing music to get a Grammy? Do you think there is anyone doing that? No, I think that there are certain genres that lend itself to getting Grammys because there's more value put on the production. And like, it's, it's very much like if you're, putting together like a really good movie and you call it like Oscar bait, right? Where it's like you're, you made this movie because you knew it could probably get an Oscar. I think there's kind of a similar situation to say like, okay, well we're going to this, 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 and that person is going to be on this record and we're going to make it like this. And we're going to do our best to make sure that we can uh, really please the people to where maybe we get the Grammy out of it, you know? So give me uh, an example. I, Doesn't have to be from this year. Just who you think fits into that, or um, a record that fits into that. Um. Yeah, I guess anything like with Adele. Like, yeah, I would say Adele probably fits in more of the pop designation stuff, but not limited to right. I mean, sure. I mean, Beyonce's know. nominated for like one hundred Grammys. It, it's right. so. I didn't even know she had a record. Like out. Bruno Mars doing stuff with yeah. Silk Sonic. If I, I don't know if that got anything. It should have if it hasn't. If I'm it, sure it did. Yeah. I mean, you know, that stuff is deserving of that, though. But like, I don't think that it's intentionally going for that. But I think it definitely lends itself to that. And it's like, OK, well, we're going to make this really great piece of art and it'll really lend itself to this. So let's make sure that we do this and do that. I don't think that those things are really thought out as much on the we'll say the rock and roll side as far as like, Hey, let's try to get a Grammy. Um, and the stuff that is getting Grammys, if you notice is the stuff that leans a little bit into this pool and leans in a little on that pool. And what do you mean? Uh, um, it's as far as genre is concerned, like we were talking about, like, you know, the, the bands that are on there aren't there. There's the one girl who's really, really good, but it's kind of like more almost country Western rock. And talking about, oh, man, who's who's up for Grammys? Hold on. I know Uh, Machine Gun Kelly's super happy to be nominated because I follow him on social media and he's like every post since he got nominated is. Yeah. Which is good. You know, good for him. Do you feel do you feel like Brandy Carlisle, Brandy Carlisle, Broken Horses? That is. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't either until I kind of looked through this because I knew we were going to be talking about it. And I was like, oh, that's really good. Um, it doesn't necessarily fit in just like rock performance, right? It's oh, she got nominated for a rock Grammy. Yeah, best rock performance. What does that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing too. It's pretty ambiguous. So not rock right? record, rock performance. Yeah, Ooh. best rock performance, and then Wild Child by the Black Keys. I think they're just like the music videos, really. That's what they call it. Best performance. Uh, is that a good? Do you like the Black Keys? Is that good? I'm not like a huge fan of it. I mean, I would call I would, it. I didn't even know they had a record out. I would call it rock. Um, well, it's yeah, it's rock for sure. You know, yeah. it's it, it definitely fits more than 
Beck singing "Old Man" as he Beck is singing what? a cover of old, "Old Man." Old man, look at my yeah, mind. yeah, yeah. You know, who that else? got nominated for a Grammy? Who? Yeah. Who else did? Why was do every? Why what? don't? Why do the cover songs I do suck? And you, he can do a cover song that's been done one thousand times, and he gets nominated for a Grammy. I don't know. What's the <laughs> formula here? Do I need to like? It's got to be dead people. Yes. Uh, you should have picked Neil Young. I don't know. I, you know, what I mean, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know what it, it makes is. Zero it, sense to me. Yeah, and and you know, I've I just it just doesn't seem like. I as far as genre is concerned, I don't think that's the biggest problem with this list. Uh, as far as the best rock performances, I think okay. it's just like go on. I think it's just the relevancy. You know, <laughs> like yeah, like Ozzy being nominated and Brian Adams. Like I didn't know Brian Adams was still making music. Right, like, I mean, even but, so, th- that's the whole reason I said it, and I'm glad you said that. So the relevancy, it's like, what is relevant? Like, if you have a record out, you're relevant, right? Well, like, no, there are so many bands that brought out records this year. Yeah, great fucking records that could have been acknowledged, but because they're not mainstream or they're not into this little bubble, they don't fit into this little bubble. The tastemakers don't talk about them, and Rolling Stone doesn't write about them, and all this shit. It's like, what are we doing? You know, you think you think so many great, bands, and think, I'm not talking about just rock bands. I'm talking about rock bands, alternative bands, metal bands, um, pop rock bands, whatever. It's it's very bizarre to me that it, like you said, it's a relevancy thing, and they always go back to like the, I don't know, the 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 cool kids in class. I don't know. It's like yeah. they've been nominated before, so it's easy to. Well, they got something out. Let's just nominate them again, and then we'll throw one newcomer in, like Machine Gun Kelly, and all as well. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, there's a. I think there's like a couple things on here. I, I I've never heard of this band, which maybe they're new. Uh, Idols. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, new, something- but they're not new. New, they're no? new-ish, I guess. But yeah, they're okay. I think that's you, and I, 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 to be honest with you, I don't know because I've only heard a few songs and it was just kind of in passing sort of thing. Uh, yeah, they debuted in 2017. So I guess call that new if you want. Hey, that's a hell of a lot newer than Beck. It sure is. <laughs> it sure is. I mean, I mean, they're considered and, and a punk, shit ton but, newer than Ozzy, you know, and Jeff I mean, Beck, you know. <laughs> Idols is considered punk, and, and that's what I remember, and maybe that's why they came up in a playlist. Uh, but it's like British nah. hipster punk, like I don't nah. know, like I don't know. It's it's not bad. I mean, they. Let me see. What's this? I know I've heard. Uh, let me here. I don't know. But yeah, so I mean, I'm glad you said relevancy because it seems like. It's like, well, what's relevant to them? It's like, well, shouldn't everyone be relevant? And that's, I think that's got to be a thing that you have to consider is especially for rock performance, right? Like, are you reviewing all of these people's performances, like live performances in 2022 and doing, I I don't know how that works, but, um, and maybe I shouldn't speak too much on it, but like, it just doesn't seem like, like I could see Paramore on that list. You know what I mean? Like they put on a Why great not? show. Exactly. That's my they point. Are, and, yeah. Like and they have a new tune out and they're about to have a new album and they're about to do a exactly. world tour or something like, so 
I think feel like they should be somewhere in the conversation, and they just flat out aren't. You know, do right? You, do you guys um, know his like viewership of the Grammys, just like every other award show, just like tanked? Yeah, I'm sure it did. I mean, because if you want to know like who's good, you don't go to TV anymore right, for it. Right. So that's that's what I'm kind of wondering too. Old, like, do they? Yeah. Do it's the, the artist hat thing? Yeah. Do the artists care that much anymore? Because a Grammy doesn't do for you as what it used to do. No, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Uh, if if somebody said, "Hey, man, uh, you know, you were in this band at this point, and you guys are nominated for a Grammy for this," I'd be like. Fuck yeah, dude! Now <laughs> yeah. I get to say, yeah, for sure. Now I get to say, you know, whatever. I'll I'll keep the little fucking thing in my office, and I'll, you know, <laughs> yeah. But I think I it still it. does do something though, because forever now you're going to be considered Grammy yeah. nominated or Grammy winning. Okay, such it's just such. it's just another place to get clout, you yeah. know. Exactly, it's yeah. a resume thing, you yeah. know. But I think it tremendously still, no matter who you are, I think it still helps the resume, provided that you still put in the work. You still put out good, good music and you still like stay true to like when you won the Grammy, stay true to what that was. Yeah. You know? So for instance, Machine Gun Kelly, if he, if he wins the Grammy for best rock record or whatever he's up for with this record, he just put out. I mean, if he repeats that record and keeps doing what he's doing, bringing in all of these guest artists working with Travis Barker and, and he keeps, keeps it up. That Grammy win is just another thing that boosts his sales, boosts the right. intrigue, boosts everything, brings in new people, you know, because, you know, he's going to show up in some weird pink suit with pink hair and Megan Fox is going to be there with her tits out. And they're going to be like, oh, my God, look at that guy. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, depending on who you are, like you said, it, it can help. Like I think you said, that, I'll fucking I take that- one. I think that Machine Gun Kelly is going to go into like a uh, he's going to go into his queer arc where he's going to start like, no, he's going to he's going to actually come out. He's going to come out. Oh, oh my God. If not gay, he's going to come out as just like queer or oh my God. what? What? Why? What is what, what's your reasoning for thinking that? Well, yeah, because he's going to write he's riding this wave of like, you know, these younger heterosexual kids. Who are like, oh yeah, I could be with Megan Fox, right? And when that dries up, he's gonna get. I think I I think the end game here is MGK and Pete Davidson are gonna start hooking up. <laughs> I think that's the end game. I fucking hate everything. That they're gonna be the new. Hard. They're gonna be the new Bradgelina. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a thing. Dude, Pete Davidson is with Emily Ratajkowski. I know, and and that's the love of your life. I know this. I know this. Damn, it's the love <laughs> of my wife's life too. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't under like. Do you guys understand the Pete Davidson thing? Like, what is the Pete Davidson effect? <sighs> girth, baby. That's it. It's got to yeah. be it, right? It's got. That guy's got to be Girth Brooks, dude. Slang and dick. Dude, yeah. I don't. I mean, gotta be. Well, you Ariana very, Grande you... said said that he's he's packing. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And he's probably uh, not a bad time to be around. Like he's probably a funny he guy. Seems like a bad time back. to be around. Dude. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, yeah. I hate those Taco Bell commercials. They're like, "Are you reading from a script?" He's like, "I don't know. There was a script." Like, dude, can you just be normal for once? Just fucking be in the moment. Stop being that guy. Like, I don't care about anything. So I just showed up. Like, I hate that. Pa- Patrick's thing is people being themselves, and he hates it. 
like yeah, Ra- like exactly. Ryan like that's Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Ryan uh, Reynolds. Not, he hates Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. He ruined that show. <laughs> what he, show? The doc, the documentary about the soccer team. Welcome to Rexham. And, uh, oh yeah, welcome yeah. to Rexham. Have you seen How it? How did he ruin it? Because he's because he was being Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds apparently. <laughs> just stop doing. Just be normal for a minute. Everything's got to be a joke, and everything's Deadpool, and everything's man. Shut hey, up man. for one hey, second, hey, man. If let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. No, don't. I don't <laughs> want to. No, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask you. If you were Pete Davidson and you had that huge dick game, and you're with, you know, you're you the lady. Yeah. Emily Radikowski. I can't pronounce mm. her name correctly, Radikowski. but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're getting tons, shit, tons of money from what? From the dick, the dick game. No, no, no. From being no. in movies, from being on SNL in the past, whatever. Okay. I mean, the guy's making money. Like you can't, you know, he's working. Yeah. Still uh, lives with um, his mom, but go on. Are you are you gonna not be a goofy guy? Or are you just well, gonna? I don't think continue? he's goofy. I think he's a turd. Yeah. Okay. All I'm saying is that if if being a turd gets be me, goofy, please. Okay. All right. If being a a goofy turd gets me the things that that Pete Davidson has, I'm gonna be a goofy turd the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. No, he's an anomaly, dude. It, it's really bizarre <laughs> because he's got he's got. I mean, he's got the stick game down, but he's also like in his feelings and like cuts himself and he's like the super <laughs> you know like oh, fuck you shut up no i think once he once he gets with mgk it's all gonna be it's all gonna be worked out dude that's so fucking funny dude the day the day <laughs> so weird the day that they posted on social media that pete davidson and kim kardashian were a thing I sent it to Patrick, and I thought he was going to quit the podcast. He's like, "What the fuck are <laughs> yeah. you doing? Why? It's like, why are you? Why do I care this? about this?" <laughs> yeah. Did you see the the Calvin Klein underwear ads that Pete Davidson and MGK did together? Are you serious? Okay. Shut the fuck Hold up, on. dude. dude no, are you going? No. Are you going to make Al's theory legit right now? No, uh, might, I think he's. Just... I think he see. I think Al can see the future because <laughs> <laughs> I've never known about this either. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know about this. Hold on. Yeah. So uh, both of their dick games are terrible in these photos. So, so you're saying Ariana sad. Grande's a liar? I don't know. I'm just saying I wouldn't let these photos out if this was my dick game. I'd I'm be just like, saying, hey, you need I'm to Photoshop saying. something. <laughs> you need I, to. Uh, she probably just got small hands, bud. Yeah, I hear you. So they did this whole spread for something. And they're both in like these underwear and they're feeding each other popcorn. And like, why is he laughing? Like, why is this fun? So this picture uh, specifically went viral. Pat, Pat, it's because they're paying him to do this. I was going to oh, say, dude, Patrick, look at oh, the price. Calvin Klein. Look at the did price I say tag. Calvin Klein at first or did, what did yeah, I say? You, you said Cal- Calvin Klein. Okay. Um, but yeah, this, this picture went viral, especially because people are like, MGK is not really bagging a dick here. What's going on? People yeah, yeah. Were like, Dude, it was bad. Kind of Kendall. I spent too it. much time on YouTube, apparently. But uh, let's see. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Who's the assholes here? I think we're the assholes. We're literally uh, like. Me for sure. Me yeah. For sure. <laughs> like, we're literally yeah, yeah. like. No, I, hey, I know. Check out I, this I, dude. I, He's probably got a small dick. Self-admitted <laughs> asshole. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not the happiest that I just watched Patrick 
take his cursor and just go around to the, around him. <laughs> to the, to the dick game? Yeah, what, what happened here? When did we turn oh, into TMZ here? I don't know. Yeah. Colt, I, was, I think I we need to start. You guys our own. said you didn't know about it. Colt, we're starting our own show, dude. <laughs> we're going to have to, dude. And this one, yeah. this one's not being put out. At least not and the video version. <laughs> and then Pat, I'm editing start, nothing out of this. <laughs> Pat, I'll start a separate show with you, and we're just going to do MGK Pete Davidson conspiracy theories. Oh, dude. <laughs> we're just going to do, you know, conspons, man. I think you predicted the future just now. I think I did. I want too. you to. I, I want you to know that. Like, yeah. I'm not even joking. They're gonna both go into their queer arc, and they're gonna be like frenemies a little bit, and then they're gonna get married, and then they're gonna oh get divorced. God. But yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm well, right. good for him, dude. He's got he's got MRAT. So yeah. Either way, either way. Apparently, supposedly, dude. Look at that roster, though. Eh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to give the guy credence because of that. I really but don't. It's still like, pretty impressive. I'd say you know it's just as impressive that these women want to hang out with him. <laughs> Stop it! <Come laughs> no, I, I am. No, I, think, no. I think it is. I'm not taking that. I won't accept that from you right now. No, I think you you're. Stop. I think you're correct. I think you did the rosary before you started the podcast, and I think you you found Jesus for one second. No, I want to be no. very careful about how I say what I'm about to say. Okay, please do. I want I, because well, because you know, I don't see this as a situation where he's like conquering the earth, right? Like, of course I, not. No, right? I I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But words can get smeared. People say things, and people mean things in different ways. Whatever. Um. That being said, uh, yeah, your boy's got it. Whatever it is, he's got it. <laughs> no, it's your boy. Yeah, you brought him up. Whatever, dude. The I mean, roster is impressive. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean it's. But he has you know. been called the Warren Beatty of his generation, and to that I say, slow the fuck down. Yeah, I think it's very much like you know how everybody was given. Who was it? Um, Leo DiCaprio. I mean, he was with like all of these like really gorgeous women. I mean, he still is with all these gorgeous women. Like that's all he does. Um, but he was never with like only until like twenty four, right, or something. Like right. That. right. They're very young. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He has a time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I think. I think you're right in that regard. Where like they've all been very high profile, which is uh, curious, but also like not super surprising. Only because, but also, not gonna work. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I oh, mean, God knows. Being with a Kardashian and successfully. Yeah. Right. <laughs> does, yeah. Does, does Travis, Travis Barker, Barker last? Next, does he? Bro, I was gonna, just, just gonna ask. Does Travis Barker last? He's not. No, of course not. No. No. Okay. He's on a reality show making out with this girl like they're 14 in front of her ex-husband. That's like, what I... Dude, like that, you're a fucking turd. My wife watches that like, stuff, Get it together. Dude. And so I was like... That's how I know what happened. Right. And I like I, I saw like maybe a 30-second bit of it, and it was like Travis Barker. I'm like, you're acting like a non-human right now. Like, yeah. do you not... Yeah. Grow up. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't understand what's going on here. Like, I get you have to play to the camera a little bit, but like... Um, blink. You twice go to a family okay. function, and you know that this guy is going to be there, and you're going to like 
movie kiss her in front of him. Right. Like it wasn't right. like normal, like, oh, I love you so much. Like this is a, a moment we're having. It's like, no, gross Cinemax movie kiss right. leading to fucking type shit. And it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. It's very bizarre. Yeah. I'm I'm not a I've hated on Travis Barker when he was <laughs> the first time he was like public with her was at a UFC event and he and I talked about it. It was a big one. Uh and he like had this lollipop in his hand. He like held it out here and he went like put it in his mouth real like passionately. I was like, what man <laughs> does that? Regardless of I'm not talking about sexuality now. I'm just saying what man does that to a candy? Stop yeah. doing that. Don't do that. And Colt was like, you don't like lollipops? I'm like, did you just say lollipop to me? Don't ever call it that again. What do you want it to be? A sucker? It's a sucker, man. I'm from the Midwest, bro. I was, yeah, I'm I'm from the West Coast. Um we just you call called lollipops it, or suckers. Um you know, it didn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you <laughs> he used to do that he used to do that to me all the time yeah, he's like but does it matter though yeah. I'm like yeah it does <laughs> we're having a conversation of course it matters yeah. no um i can't really recall to be honest there's a few things that uh, people say weird here in comparison was lollipop uh, weird before tons. was lollipop weird before lil wayne i think so you think so i mean he made it cool and then framing Did hanley he? Took it to a whole new level. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> I missed that. Can we go back to where, like, not great alternative heavier bands are doing covers of okay? Yes, please. Rap songs. <laughs> I would yes, listen please. to it. <laughs> Have you done that before, Pat? Have you done nope, that? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I vaguely remember one. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that yeah. Framing Hanley record is actually really good. Like the rest of their the rest of their songs are good. That are that yeah, they sound nothing like you wouldn't. They don't sound like what that song sounds yeah. like. Like it would be yeah. No, it's it's actually pretty good. I just feel like they led with the wrong foot. Yeah, probably. And, I mean, and, kinda, and to me, I'm out. I tried, and for, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> I tried. It didn't work. Yeah, yeah, that ain't it. That ain't it. No. No, <laughs> but it's a fun song. It's yeah, fun I'm song. right. Didn't it's they have fun. they had another of another big song though, right? That came out around the same time, or no. was that their bit? That was their hit. That was it. That was you. It. You no. mean they they campaigned like one other tune to the radio yeah. stations, but it didn't get big. Okay. No, it didn't. And it was okay. called the letter. I want to say it was something like that. And it's a good song. Okay. It's a good song. No, the record really does have good songs, but yeah, it's you know, you're fucked. You're yeah. fucked. You're the yeah. lollipop band, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. You got to have that strong second single, or else. There it is. There yeah. it is. What, or they should have done that second. S- you know? Some what, some, ba- some bands did it though, like Alien Ant Farm. They they did well after Smooth Criminal, they, right? Not no, true. They had, they had movies a was single. first. Oh, movies, movies was, first. was first. Was it okay? Yep. Yeah, the movies. Okay. Was and then such they, a good song. Yeah, too. it was absolutely yeah. great record. Yeah. Again, yeah. great record. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, Smooth Criminal is a good song, but that record's not representative. of you know, of that song, like the right. band's better than that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like how do I wish I could interview framing Hanley and be like, Hey man, how does it feel to be a one hit wonder? And it's not your song. It's pretty crazy. That's that, you know I mean? That's just a weird sentiment. Like, yeah, we, you know, we, we had this one tune go out and I'm sure they 
have their own following and stuff. I'm sure they're a great band, but it's just like it seems like a a weird place to be in with uh how to how to respond to your career. I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, I hope nobody gets the idea like I think I'm better than Framie Hanley. I I would much anticipated response of I don't know what does it feel like to be and never was it's like it's fine it's fine uh, I have I got a car wash membership recently so that's nice like that's what I would tell them. <laughs> you know, is that a true uh, thing I did yeah that's such an owl thing uh, I know no one knows what that means but for me that's that's an owl thing yeah uh, wow. those dudes were really cool again we partied with those guys when that song was popular and we had a song in the same vein. Let's let's get popular off of fucking marginal. Well, it was a hit. Hit hit hip hop song, but no, those dudes partied and they were really fun. Really fun. Really good guys. And that's why I always said, like what you know they were better than that song, but the singer really played into it, unfortunately. Like Yeah really like the the attention and the so he was yeah. very much he was very much one of these guys like oh yeah that girl that girl and he would do the hand thing like that girl that girl i'm like oh god like, yeah, that's, bro. yeah that's that's a red doing, flag bro man. yikes what are you doing bro <laughs> don't do that all them flags <laughs> all them flags you see there the red <laughs> don't do that the, the rest red. of the dudes were rad they were awesome cool but, what was another band at the same time that did a cover like that? Uh, porn star dancing or like a yes, my darkest was days. that a cover? That was their song. Yeah, I think it was their song. Yeah. What's that band called, Cole? We just talked about this. My darkest days. Yes, and they had Luda, Luda yeah, I don't, I don't and Zach think... Wild on the same song. Yeah. Or Chad Kroger is a Zach Wild or Chad Kroger? I think it was Zach Wild. What? Zach Wild. No, it's Chad Kroger. Zach Wild. Yeah, that, and yeah. and Chad Kroger, huh? Because Chad Kroger had a singing verse on that song. Featured sure? artist Zach Wild, Ludacris. Yeah, Chad. No, what? Chad Kroger was on something though. You're right, but it wasn't that song. I don't think. Is it that I like your pants around your feet? <laughs> no, no, no. Cole, Cole, pull up the video for Porn Star Dancing. I guarantee you, Chad Kroger's in the video. Pull it up right now. No, the singer looks Jay like Chad Dad, Kroger. Dad. No, no, no. Chad Kroger's in it. I promise you. You know, or maybe Pat, there's Patrick, an alternate version right now. Patrick might be right because um, I th- is he, is he eating a quesadilla it, in the corner or something? <laughs> he's, he's got a terrible haircut. I don't know if that matters, but is I think quesadilla in the quesadilla. corner. <laughs> I always think about that from the Rockstar That's also hilarious because I just ate a quesadilla for dinner. Delicious. Yes. Did it have milk in it? It's so good. What'd you have on it? Yeah. No. Um. Hold on. Chad Kroger is in the song. Yeah. Is he? He's got the second verse, dude. Ew. This terrible music video is so gross. It's gross, right? It's It's gross. So gross. It's a fun song, though. Cole, pull it. This. Hopefully, your audio works. This entire music video is just one long Hardee's commercial. (laughs) Like that's all it is. It's it's all it is, dude. It just needs it needs cheeseburgers, and that's it. <laughs> oh my god, that's my second favorite line of yours. That's good. What's my the first, first one? Do you do you know what my first one? Do yeah, you know the smartwatch. My, the smartwatch. 
Smart watches are for people who drool in their tuna salad sandwich at lunch. <laughs> as uh, as I say that, I'm dude, looking down at my Apple Watch. I laughed. I laughed <laughs> for 15 minutes solid when you said that, dude. Yeah. Keep in uh, mind, this was also like what 2015. Oh, whenever I said yeah. that, 14, Before, 15. It was like, like the Apple Watch One was coming out, and like they were all clunky and they looked stupid, and they were like only nerds had them. Yeah. Now everybody has one. Or most people do. Are you, you want me to share this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hang on. We'll get a copyright claim. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Sounds like Zach Wilde. Kelly won't kiss my friend. Cassandra, Jessica won't play ball. Right now there is a stripper dancing to this song. Amanda won't leave me empty handed. Got a number from a bathroom stall. Brandy just brought way too much better. And now that dude is the lead singer of Three Days Boys. Oh, that's the same dude. Yeah. yeah. I never knew that. That that could yeah, be. We're, we're, we're not in Guantanamo. I have to hear Chad Kroger stop first. it. <laughs> uh, no, fast I, forward I, to Chad Kroger real quick. Don't. It's bad. It's the same thing. No, just he's sounds like good, Chad Kroger. Dude. Exactly. That's the point. Are you sure he's in mm-hmm. the video? Good and terrible. He's in the he's video. One hundred percent. I just yeah. watched it. Hey, is this? Scream I was just watching sharing? it. I wish I could remember his verse. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Okay. Is the yeah. screen still looking, sharing right now? It is, looking, isn't it? You never shared your screen. Are you kidding you me? Son of a bitch. Dude, <laughs> no. look at this. Bird, we can hear the audio, man. but. Uh, you see it now? Yep. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Oh, yeah. So much better. It is. <laughs> My bad. I thought I was sharing. There right. it is. There is. There's Chad Grover. I, I see. No, no, no. What the heck? I just seen him. We wanted that shit. We missed there he is. There he is. I think he went too far. Luda! No, dude, it's dope. You stop. Turn it off. <laughs> Are you sure he's got a verse in the song? Yes, man. He does the second verse. It's okay. the second verse. Oh, okay. You went too far. Also, that guy from Three Days Grace, man, what happened? I don't know. Well, he's in three days. He's like grace. a young pup in this, huh? Well, dude, that's what I said. I did. That's why I didn't like. Like, I think Three Days of Grace has kind of leveled themselves out now. But like when he first started, he tried to sound like Adam Gontier, and it just didn't work at all for me, at least. You can't sound like that guy. It's you impossible. can't. Yeah, it was. It just didn't work. When I, I saw them recently, him. he did a really good job. He was hammered, but he did a good job. I should have given him three more days of grace, bud. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> Look at this. He's on fire. <laughs> all the quips, bud. All, all, all the I love puns. Yeah. Oh, I got to ask, is the bud thing a letter Kenny thing? Or have you no, always, always um, done that? Okay. It's actually, and, and I've, I've, I've flipped it to B-U-D as in bud, but it used to be bub. 
Okay. It's always been Bub. Okay. Um, and this goes back to whenever uh, I started working at a company called CTI, and somebody said he's a real quiet guy, and like we're all talking like mad shit or whatever, and like the guy just looks up, he goes, "What's that, Bub?" And like Bub was from then on, like that's all we called each other. <laughs> yeah. What's that, Bub? Uh, we you've we called all... me Bud as long as I've known you. Yeah, I know, and it's it's turned to oh, hey, it's, it's been it. Bud for fuck almost it's coming on like six years now. So the the flip happened after I stopped working there, and I just call people Bud. But I don't know. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with uh, Letterkenny. That show was really great as a clip show where you just saw clips of it. But then whenever it turned into an actual series, it kind of died for me. I got gotcha. like all right. I have to like wait here for bad storytelling for good <laughs> jokes. Sorry, I mean I, I'll be real about it. Like it's it's just fine. It exists. Yeah, that's all I'll say about it. I lasted like four episodes. Yeah, I, I think we got through like two, and I'm like, yeah, this isn't for me. I'd you know, I need to, if if I'm gonna watch an entire like half hour episode of something, it better be fucking rapid fire. Like I if if I can get more enjoyment out of an episode of, uh, um. Oh my gosh! What's the family show? The um, Modern Family. That show rules. I don't care who says anything about it. Dude, Modern Family I, is a funny fucking show. So, Katie, my wife was watching it recently, and I've never watched it. I knew what it was, but I just never bothered. So, like, one episode happens, two episodes, three episodes. I watched three, and I'm like, I don't laugh, but I'm not trying not to laugh, right? Yeah. And I don't know what happened. There was something that they went to like a Oh, the one. So one of the gay guys is in a, a foot. He played football, and they go to the one dude's house to watch college football. And yeah. that whole interaction between he and the guy who played college football, or is the college football fan, I laughed for like five minutes straight. She's like, "It took football for you to laugh." I'm like, "Hey man, they got everybody <laughs> then. I guess they, yeah. I guess they got their audience." Like, no, what I do just, you want I think that, I think that show's got incredibly great writing, and everybody does a really good job on it and julie bowen is like the childhood crush for me and she still is just Who's, which one is that the blonde that the, the the yeah the, the wife the the she was not, the wife in horrible bosses right uh i'm you know, she's I'm not really sure yeah the blonde He's, she's uh she's uh um virginia venet ed o'neill's yeah Virg- from happy gilmore is it virginia venet or bennett I can't remember. Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah, yes, same, Holy same shit. woman. Yes, okay. Oh my god, that is her. Yeah, still a smoke Holy show, my fuck, dude. Fuck, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I think she looks better now than she did in Happy. She Gilmore, actually does dude. look it's better older than she does younger. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, that is her. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I didn't even think about that. Huh. She's a happy Damn. lookout, uh. <laughs> dude. When she was the the my favorite scene from Horrible Bosses is when uh. <laughs> fucking Kevin Spacey. They give Kevin Spacey that fucking shot of fucking uh, the allergy shot or whatever because he's like ha- having a fit or whatever. And yeah. he like wakes up and he looks at her and she's just like, she's like screaming in his face, but you can tell like it's like not genuine at all. Like she wanted him to die. And I was like, oh man, that's one of the funniest scenes of that movie because like she played it perfectly. Like she's cheating on him and she's trying to like jack off. Jason Sudeikis in a closet and stuff, and she's like trying to act happy that he's alive still. I love that movie. I didn't realize that was her, dude. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Now I gotta watch Happy Gilmore. Good shit. 
Uh, boys, I got to probably wrap yeah, here. And... Let's bounce, yeah, dude. It's 9 12, man. We all yeah. got bedtimes, huh? Yeah, I'm I stay got up and like this an hour and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, you, you're not wrong, Colt. Dude, I'm usually in bed by like 8 30. Dude, I, I am too. And Patrick's getting ready to have his world rocked again with another kid. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I don't even have kids and I'm Easy. already tired. Easy. Easy. Dude, Patrick, we, when we record, he's like pounding energy drinks. And then edits the up, show yeah, afterwards, and I'm night. like, dude, I could fall asleep I'll be during up at this five. podcast. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I mean, well, thank you, Al, very much for being on the show. Thanks, dude. Yeah, no, hey, thanks for having me, guys. Anytime you want to have somebody talk shit on uh, anything or just um, generally not know what they're talking about, I'd be oh, more dude, than happy to come back. That's what this show is. That's exactly what yeah. this show is. You should, be, you should just be a third member of the show. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm down, man. You give me a, a solid date for every week, I'll I'll make sure I'm in it. Nice. But for real, we need to store the clip of him predicting Pete Davidson and yeah, MGK. For sure. Okay. Like no joke. <laughs> Save it in the archives. I'm selling it to TMZ if it's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm time stamping it and I'm selling it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking crazy. Lacosa Nostradamus right. here. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. All right, dudes. All right, let's get out of here. Al, love you, dude. Thank you. Love you guys. I'll catch you later, all right? Yep. See ya. Colt, see you, buddy. See you, buddy.